you know, I was talking to a friend of mine recently, and I and I basically uh, likened it to this: if you see a thread, pull it. Because a lot of times, walking by faith is is about that dramatic. There's a thread hanging off of your clothing, or a thread hanging off of something. It's curious, and you kind of want to pull on it. Well, that's what walking by faith is: pull on that thread. You have no idea where that's going to lead. Welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. God is preaching a sermon to the world through people's lives. People's experience, history, and testimonies all point to some amazing attribute of God that you too can experience. I interview revolutionaries, fire starters, and troublemakers. This podcast is here to be a voice of encouragement in your life. A voice that says, with God you can, and with God you will step into the abundant life. So let's get rolling. Hey everybody, I've got three stories of walking by faith that I want to talk to you about today. And it's kind of cool because they have three different results. And uh, one of the things that is very clear when you walk by faith is you will not, it will not always be a linear journey, right? You know, point A to point B, it's always going to be this way. Expect these mile markers. It's just not how it is. And so I'm going to try to kind of deconstruct the mystery a little bit and kind of show you a little bit of what are the components of walking by faith just through some stories that I've actually done through walking by faith. So let's start with this one. So you guys, I've been talking about Caleb would go for a little while now. It's a, it's a, uh, ministry that actually was born out of a lot of uh, sadness and sorrow. I uh, was actually at a friend's funeral, uh, and he left behind uh, three young boys, uh, a wonderful wife, and they were missionaries with Youth with the Mission. And during the funeral, uh, I had this uh, really strong sense from the Lord, um, you, you know, this legacy of this guy's life can't end here. There needs to be something that honors what he was about with missions and his call to be all after God at, at you know, whatever it cost. And, um, and so I ended up approaching his wife about uh, this idea of starting something in his honor, like a nonprofit or a mission sending agency. And, he, and she hooked me up with two folks that had already done something um, with some, some shirts and other items and, um, and, and effectively were like trying to honor his legacy and raising some money to, to give to his widow. And, and as we started dreaming about uh, this, it, it really became evident that we were all of like mind, that we needed to honor our friend's life. Uh, I did a whole podcast on this called Introducing Caleb Would Go, and, um, and so you can hear more of that backstory. But I, I'm really wanting to just kind of talk to you about the walk of faith that uh, this actually looked like. So uh, with very little investment, and uh, getting some more people on board, we just started last year to kind of just step by step by step by step uh, thinking about what could we do. And then we came up with this idea based on somebody that has seen something similar for this sort of surf contest, you know, art festival, um, music, celebration of life, you know, uh, skateboarding, skimming, like all these things that our friend was about and it being this one day event. And so, you know, it sounded awesome. And, but there was what we found is what we started out by faith, we ended up mostly talking about, you know, 
um, all the logistics, like we need a website, we need a way to receive money, we need a way to get in touch with people, we need this, we need, and it was all like the work of faith. But it didn't feel like faith, it just felt like work. Well, last in, in that last year, we just worked, work, 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 and kind of got to a point where we set a date and we said, we're, it's, we're going to do it, right? But uh, come January 1st this year, we had nothing. <laughs> we had an idea. We had a location. And we had not even like secured the location uh, to say, you know, financially and stuff. And then it, it just was like, we're going to be doing this in like five weeks. And we literally have nothing. We had a design. I think that's not true. We had a design and we had a date that we would do it, but we didn't really have anything else. And so much of January was spent us as a, as a board getting together and like working this out. Well, can you do this? Can you do this? And we got some help from some people that are better at running events and think about logistics and, and it just ended up becoming, um, pretty crazy uh literally because we just we were like we said we're going to do this and we're like at, at ground zero right now and the lord was so gracious to us in that as we thought about sponsors people that would want to you know be a part of sponsoring the event we listed all these people there were some people that people knew and we just started saying hey we want to do this event we ended up securing it put some you know rental pr uh, price down we ended up uh, letting these sponsors know and like out of nowhere all these sponsors came on board like to the tune of almost fifteen thousand dollars and we have these sponsorship levels 250 to 500 to 1000 and higher and all these people just said yeah we're in and we're like, oh my gosh. And so, so then we, we, God really kind of blew wind in our sales by getting that initial $15,000. Um, then we were like, well, we're doing all these contests and nobody's signed up. We don't have a way for them to sign up. So just we kind of scrambled, scrambled, stumbled, stumbled, and then we found a way to, you know, do that. And, and so, then we had, then we'd be like, well, we got to get the word out. Like, you know, people have to sign up for these events. And so then that was the next hurdle that we were able to cross. And when we crossed that, you know, the day of when we kind of looked back and say, how many people were involved in all these contests? 175 people signed up for all of our competitions, art, surf, skim, skateboarding, um, sand sculpture contest. And in a fun run, we had a, a two mile fun run called the Megalodon run. And it was just like a miraculous. And all this stuff kind of happened right like in real time. Now, here's the actual, uh, one of the faith stories that I just want to highlight that it was, that was a powerful experience that I had. So all these events are going on. It's like nuts there. All these people are coming out of the woodwork, wanting to do the contest, giving us money. You know, we're giving them shirts and all these, you know, things that we had got for the event. And it kind of like died. I was like the registration guy. You know, I had the glorious job of registering people. And so, so um, it kind of like all the fun was happening on the beach. And I was back at this table doing registration and this guy was just kind of hanging out over there and uh and it was just kind of me and, I, and, and he walked over uh to me and he just said so what's all this about 
And I said, you know, and I explained what I just explained to you about our friend. And he goes, is this related to the 180 house? And so my friend had started with my two other friends, uh, a skateboard ministry house. It's basically like a hangout space with half half pipes and, and they can do Bible studies. And they just have this cool hangout space for after school for kids. And, um, and there's three of them now in Florida called the 180 houses. And so he started that and the guy had, I guess, heard about it. And so, and he started saying, well, what's your vision? You know, what's your vision of the ministry? And I kind of said, well, you know, um, you know, we're raising money for missionaries now, but man, wouldn't it be cool if we actually sent missionaries one day to, to places under the Caleb Would Go banner? And he goes, well, what's your financial goals uh, today? And I said, well... Um, I mean, we've we've raised just about fifteen thousand dollars in sponsorship. I mean, man, it would be it would be cool to get twenty five thousand dollars. And he whipped out a checkbook and wrote us a check for ten thousand dollars on the spot. And I just started weeping. And and I was like. I was like, is this really happening right now? You know, I'm like, how many shirts do you want? You know, I just was a mess. I like, I couldn't believe this was happening. And then he explained a little bit. He said, you know, I live across the street from this park. And he said, um, the Lord prompted me. He said, grab your checkbook, go over there. I want you to support what I'm doing. You know, he said, here you go, $10,000, no questions asked. I mean, it was a God moment if I've ever had one. And then when everything was said and done, and we wrapped up all the shirt sales and the and the event sales and the donations that came in that day, and all this wrapped up together, we raised over $32,000 in five weeks. Now, what is so amazing about that is January 1st, in that first week in January, there was like nothing going on. Zero. We had like like minuscule, we had pennies in the bank and all we had was an idea. So that walking by faith was really the miraculous result. We were not logistically planned enough for all this to happen. It was so evident God was in this and he was blessing it. So now we have the joy of being able to give, uh, we got to pay our expenses for the event. And then after that, uh, we get to give to missionaries to expand the kingdom of God. And it was just an idea. And so, I mean, so that was such a, just a powerful uh, result of walking by faith. I'll give you another one. Um, so this is with related to Hochoka. So I haven't talked much about Hochoka um, recently, uh, and there's a reason why. So Hochoka is a men's ministry that God laid on my heart um, that's a little bit associated with Native American sort of ideas and the Bible and the older teaching the younger. Um, and so, uh, you know, I had all these kind of ideas last year about how to do it. And we spent a lot of time kind of spinning up a website, getting some videos, and then getting some real events. And so, um, it kicked off really well. It had a lot of momentum, but then it slowly started to decrease in momentum to the point in the fall where I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I lost vision. I had a lot of faith for what was going to happen, but then it was gone. It's like I didn't have faith for it. I didn't have a vision for it, and I didn't know what just happened. And so, a lot of times when we walk by faith, sometimes 
the dream, if you will, has to die. Or the dream in your making of it has to die. And so for months, it was like dormant in the ground. And I had all these people that had kind of signed up for it and been like, I'm going to be a part of it. And I didn't have a vision for it. And I was like, Lord, I don't want to just turn the crank to turn the crank. Like, I want to know that the things that I'm doing, you're in it. You're blessing it. You're involved. And so it was sort of like, I felt like the Israelites were like, if you don't go with me, I'm not going, you know? And so, and I just kind of sat for months, like I'm like October, November, December, January. And, and in January, the Lord started really stirring me about these two ideas. Um, and one of them was having an adventure, uh, uh, going and doing something fun that's adventurous as guys. And the other idea was like a full-blown retreat. Now, both of these ideas logically are like you tried something, you lost momentum, nobody (laughs) in the end were coming, and now you want to do a full-blown retreat? That's illogical. But let me tell you a walk-by-faith kind of, you know, story. I have so much faith for these two things because God has put faith in me for these two things. He hasn't put faith in me to turn the crank and doing a bunch of activities. In fact, a lot of what I think God wanted to create to kind of allow it to die was a lot of the the effort and logic that I put in trying to pull this off using all my skills, talents, and abilities. And what resulted is people stopped coming and I lost heart and lost the vision. It just laid dormant, I guess dead. I didn't know if I was going to do anything more. And then the Lord put in my heart two things. And when he put it in my heart, I was like, this can happen. It's crazy. And it's even more risky than what I was doing before. But I really think this can happen. And so that story of faith is in progress. And you might hear more about it this year, especially if I do the retreat, you're definitely going to hear about it. Um, But I believe I am going to do the retreat in the fall sometime. And then the adventure would be sort of late spring, maybe early summer. And, uh, And I have so much faith for it. Like, I, I don't know why I have faith for it. I have no plans. I have no money. I, I don't have an organization. I got nothing. But I have faith. And I'm excited about it. And one of the evidences of faith that's from the Lord is there's a holy excitement. It's a holy, not a holy, like, I don't, I'm not excited about numbers or success. I'm excited to see what God's going to do because the thing has already died once. And so it's like, I'm not trying to resurrect a dead zombie ministry and, you know, say, you know, blow life on it. You know, it's like, I would have just let it die. But I believe God has, I have a holy excitement because I think God's up to something and something good's going to happen. And that is exciting. Sometimes walking by faith, you'll start by faith and then it will, you'll lose, you'll lose the path. It will die. It will go into some weird doldrum state. And then my advice to you would be just wait it out. See if the Lord resurrects it. See if the Lord. And that's what God was doing with me with that vision was like, hey, this thing's not dead. Right. It just went dormant. I wanted I want you to do it a different way. And I think the last thing I'll say about the Hochoka thing was, you know, I was so excited about the Native American stuff just because it was kind of personally ministering to me. But the Lord kind of um, rejiggered my understanding of some things and saying, you know what, that's a good model, but it's not the kingdom of God, right? The kingdom of God 
is so much more expansive than human models. And I'll give you an example. The Native American model was the older teach the younger, right? You know, so the elders and the braves, you know, kind of thing. And that's kind of how it was structured. But the Lord showed me, and I believe it's in... Um, it's in the Bible, and you'll have to Google it. Uh, I don't have the verse, but it basically says that, I think it's Matthew 11. Uh, Jesus is speaking. He says, I bless you, God, Father of you know the heavens and the earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and revealed them to babes. And what, you're, what that is, is God saying, to me, my understanding of it is that God will intentionally hide things from the wise and the learned and intentionally reveal fresh God-ordained revelation to people that are young and immature. And so everybody will honor God and the elderly will not be overly um, kind of on a pedestal because they get everything. And the young will not be dismissed because they're young. God wants that interdependency between the generations. And that's the thing that was missing in Hochoka. And now we're going to be inviting young men to be a part of making this happen. And I'm so excited about that. So so that's the second thing. So the third story is about a book, which I think I mentioned before. But um, if you missed that, I'm writing a new book. Um, now, the walk of faith of writing this book was is this. Um when Abraham, when it, when it, when uh, God called Abraham to go to a land that he would be shown later, um, that's exactly how this book was. I had a a, a seed of an idea, which is uh, the book is going to be called Big Shoes. And the seed of the idea is basically God will hand you a, sh- a pair of shoes that are bigger than than you can fit in and say, you're going to grow into those. And you're like, how? These things are huge. <laughs> and he'll say, you'll see. And then one day you'll be wearing, walking around in those shoes and God will be like, see, I told you. <laughs> and so that's the sanctification process. And so that's the, the seed of the idea. And, and I really felt last summer that the Lord was really pressing on me very hard, you need to start writing again. And I was like, but I don't know what I'm doing, and I don't know where I'm going, and, and I don't know what this thing's going to look like. And, and so I really put up a resistance until the Lord won, it, won me over, and, and I finally yielded and said, fine, I will write something. And so I just started writing. And, and so that happened, and I think I started writing, and I think in August or September. And, and the Lord has slowly been giving me revelation, but not the whole picture. And so I've been getting a piece, getting a chapter here, getting a chapter there, you know, not getting this overarching book, and this is what it's going to be about, and here's all the big ideas. I kind of was going on this journey of faith, not knowing where I was going, but knowing I was supposed to write, and I was supposed to write about the seed of an idea. So, uh, fast forward to today. Uh, recently, the Lord kind of laid, I, I, I think I'm four chapters in, and the Lord kind of laid out the rest of the, the the vision, right? The rest of the chapters, and and maybe an intro, maybe an intro, and, and an outro, and then boom, I got a book. I have a, a whole idea that I could present as a book. I just got that. I started that back in August. So how many months is that later of not knowing where you're going? A lot. So I, I think the thing there to, to uh, encourage you in is that just because God doesn't show you the whole picture, that's okay. 
walk by faith, see where it takes you. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine recently, and I and I basically uh, likened it to this: if you see a thread, pull it. Because a lot of times walking by faith is is about that dramatic. There's a thread hanging off of your clothing or a thread hanging off of something. It's curious, and you kind of want to pull on it. Well, that's what walking by faith is. Pull on that thread. You have no idea where that's going to lead. And I just gave you three examples of three areas that I'm walking by faith and three different results. And so hopefully that helps put some um, kind of shoe leather on uh, on some of the ideas of walking by faith. You know, walk, we walk by faith and not by sight. It could look like any one of those three things or something different. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Hey, if you did like it, it would be really helpful if you want to send us a review over on iTunes. That would be really cool. And if you want to connect, go over to Instagram, search Troy Mangum or The Kindling Fire, and we can connect there, and that would be a great way to kind of stay in touch. I am doing a YouTube channel, so we do video formats of these podcasts, and we'd love to have you look there. Okay, guys, until next time, be awesome.